0: I remember, uh, and I'll always remember the date, it was March 15th when the the dine-in closure order came from restaurants. Um, As a quick aside, uh, I'm a a fan of Shakespeare and Julius Caesar, and uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes from him is, Beware the Ides of March. (laughs) And sure enough, uh, prophetically, uh, centuries later, it was uh, the Ides of March, March 15th, when uh, the governor shut us down for for dine-in. I kind of saw on the business side um, that midweek, things seemed to really be picking up steam. Um, We just, from a business point of view, for uh, where we were at, revenue, um, guest count, all that sort of stuff, um, it was starting to look dicey. This is Hospitality One-to-One, conversations on the industry. Here's your host, Chris Bennett.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hospitality One-to-One podcast, Conversations on the Industry. Today, we'll be speaking with Matt Snyder, owner of High and Low Winery in Medina, Ohio, about the challenges he has faced with COVID-19. He also looks ahead and has some success stories, too. But first, we want to hear from you. As hotels, restaurants, and other hospitality businesses start to reopen nationwide, what concerns you the most? What are you most excited about? We'd also love to hear about any success stories of how you've overcome these trying times. We will use some of these stories on a future episode of the Hospitality One-to-One podcast. Just send a quick email to chris at chrisbenis.com. Now for today's guest. Matt Snyder has started his career in law, but his passion for food, wine, and people led him to open a unique winery in Medina, Ohio, a suburb between Cleveland and Akron. Matt has found different, out-of-the-box ways to meet these uncertain times, and he speaks candidly about where we go from here. A quick note, the interview was recorded shortly before Ohio Governor Mike DeWine made the restaurant reopening announcement. Since the recording, the governor has advised that outdoor dining can begin on May 15th and indoor seating can resume on May 21st. Here now is Matt Snyder. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. First of all, let's kind of talk about your background. How did you because you've got a unique background, uh, that kind of didn't start in restaurants, if you will. How did you, if you will, get involved in a restaurant industry overall?
0: Uh, yeah, so, uh, to your point, uh, my background is legal. Um, I was a practicing attorney for a number of years, uh, did litigation, and um that opens up some doors, uh, on the business side and obviously helped me navigate, you know, a lot of the legal, um, you know, issues. Um, and then, uh, us being, uh, primarily a winery, uh, and bistro, um, I just as an interest, uh, started going out to California wine country and then realized that, uh, Kent state actually has a really good, uh, viticulture and enology or winemaking program. So just on the side, started taking classes and, um, we have uh, some family land that's been in, uh, I think I'm fourth generation now. So kind of taking the legal background, the interest in wine, winemaking, having the the kind of perfect location, if you will. It all kind of came together for us. Um, I think we opened back in 2015. So we're going on gotcha. in, uh, five so years that's, now.
1: Let's walk it through here. Uh, when it came to what's been going on with COVID-19 and the pandemic, kind of walk me through. Uh, what you had to do as a business, how it kind of played out for you.
0: Yeah, sure. So it's, it's, I remember, uh, and I'll always remember the date It was March 15th when the, uh, the dining closure order came from restaurants. Um, As a quick aside, uh, I'm a a fan of Shakespeare and Julius Caesar. And uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes from is beware the Ides of March. (laughs) And sure enough, uh, prophetically uh, centuries later, it was uh, the Ides of March, March 15th, when uh, the governor shut us down for, for dine in I kind of saw on the business side, um, that midweek, um, things seemed to really be picking up steam. Um, we just, from a business point of view for, uh, where we were at revenue, um, guest count, all that sort of stuff. Um, it was starting to look dicey. Um, kind of, I remember that Thursday was a Sunday, March uh, 15th when he uh, gave his press conference. I remember that Thursday really had kind of an epiphany. Um, and, uh, we were kind of, uh, even within the restaurant sector, um, we're more in the kind of uh, more the fine dining in that we don't really have a takeout business. Uh, we're all about the ambiance, um, taking your time, large parties, events, that sort of stuff. So I that weekend started building out a, a website for uh, for deliveries um, and uh, it launched uh, the pretty much I think it was that Monday after um, after he closed us for dine in. Um, and that was a light, uh a lifesaver from a business point of view um, to to be able to in-house start uh, fulfilling uh, delivery orders uh, for wine and, and our takeout menu.
1: So how did that, I mean, given the fact when it came to your employees, were you able to keep any of them on to fulfill the delivery takeout side of things? Or how did that work out for you?
0: Yeah. So I, I happened to watch the press conference. It wasn't something that was part of my you know regular routine. Um, and uh, cause we, we had no, at least I had no inside information that, that he was going to close us then and there. I thought there would be notice, you know, that sort of stuff. So I happened to watch it um, watching it. Um, he seemed to heavily imply to, to lay off employees. I mean, that was my read. Uh, he talked a lot about uh, the resources available to unemployed uh, employees, um, the website, all that sort of stuff. So you know, I was an employee uh, of high and low at the time. I, I laid uh, everyone off, myself included, um, sent, a, uh, sent a uh, gut-wrenching email and, um, you know, just kind of took an assessment of the lay of the land. Uh, like I said, uh, we focused really heavily on deliveries, and then we were able to rehire back within a week or two. I don't remember the exact dates. We were able to re- start rehiring some of our core employees back, uh, managers as well as uh, some of our full-time employees. Um, We're now jumping ahead a little bit. We're now to the point where I've offered jobs back to everybody um, who was on our staff as of March 15th. Um, The vast majority have come back. Um, There's only one or two for personal reasons outside our control and and quite honestly, their control. One, for example, Mm -hmm. moved out of state. Um, And we're actually in the process of hiring. I think I've hired another four or five employees uh, who are new to high and low. Um, So um we, you know, we didn't sit down and, uh, you know, close our doors. Uh, we innovated uh, for the past going on six plus weeks now and and that's positioned us in a way to to start hiring again. Um, so like I said, we've you know extended offers to everyone else uh, who was on our, our staff uh, as of March fifteenth. and then um, I've got you know, active uh, jobs opening uh, open right now.
1: So I mean, that, you've kind of begin to set the table for my next question, which is looking past this. So you've managed to, Through the delivery takeout model, you've been able to hold steady, if you will, with with employees. I guess the the first question is, I know we're not really sure what the governor is going to mandate. At the time of of this recording, the governor has not yet instituted um, his recommendations. Uh, That may have come out between now and when this podcast airs, but without knowing that, if you will... um, what, what are you planned on doing as part of reopening the actual dining when that does happen?
0: Yeah, great question. So um, like you said, he hasn't issued anything. He's actually today's Wednesday on Thursday. He said he's going to speak to restaurants. Um, so um, it's very possible by by next week we'll have at least a date and some guidelines. Um, we are going very cautiously Um, we do not want to wind down these new revenue streams um, in light of anything he might say Uh, so we obviously talked about deliveries we're going to continue doing those for the foreseeable future and quite honestly I mean that is a revenue stream that I envision you know running uh, forever just it 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 works ultimately Um, another area that has really uh, popped up for us that we haven't talked about yet are um, parking we call them parking lot fun Basically, it's a model where you stay in your vehicle. um, We provide entertainment, uh, bands. uh, We do bingo out in the parking lot. um, We provide car side service. um, We're wearing gloves, masks, all that sort of stuff. You're staying in your vehicle. um, We're staying out in the parking lot. And that is bringing out a lot of people as a result. Um, And that we have no intention of of winding down just yet um, because, Regardless of what the governor says or doesn't say, um, you know, he, he's uh, to know whatever he says doesn't mean that the general public is going to follow. So we, we want to be well positioned for whether he gives us limited occupancy, 50 percent, 25 percent. That's something we need to work through. And then regardless of what the occupancy requirements are, um, where the general public will feel confident enough and when they will to come out. Um, so, you know, we don't know what, what to expect, I guess. So rather than just saying, all right, we can open our, our dining room tasting room, um, you know, on June 1st, for example, um, we, we want to be cautious by continuing to, to put resources in these, these kind of proven revenue streams. Um, I'd also add that um, we're, we're well positioned ourselves because we have a large um, outdoor seating mm-hmm. area. Um, and, you know, a lot of the medical articles coming out, opinions are, you know, it's just ultimately, if you have to choose between being indoors or outdoors, just strictly from a safety point of view, just because of the fresh air, airflow, all that sort of stuff, outdoors are a lot safer. And because of the expansive deck and patio we have, um, I mean, we can space people as far as as, as needed and still, um, you know, welcome in, you know, the, the demand that we hope is there ultimately.
1: Now, you talked about these two innovative new revenue streams, first of which being again the delivery and the takeout, but also about the parking lot, which I think is quite unique. So play this out, once you do have dining capabilities, whether it be in the actual restaurant itself or on the patio, uh, do you plan on keeping any of these options as a foreseeable additional revenue stream, even once you're quote unquote back to normal?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I and we're still kind of working through the details, but in my mind, would almost have a host or a hostess out in our parking lot. So our, our goal is to kind of run the gamut of the general public's level of comfort. And so if, if you don't yet feel comfortable um, leaving your house, other than for the ultimate essentials, um, that's why we have the delivery component. You know, if you feel comfortable coming out uh, kind of in, into the, the wider world, if you will, but you don't feel comfortable sitting at a restaurant, whether it be indoors or on a patio, we'll have this, you know, car side service, parking lot service, if you will. And then if you do feel comfortable enough based on, you know, the governor's guidelines, uh, social distancing, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you can come in. So as we work through this, we envision having almost an, an attendant or a host or a hostess out in the parking lot almost asking you your preference would you like to come over to the side lot where we might have a a band playing in the parking lot uh, like we do on Saturdays now enjoy that entertainment or do you feel comfortable enough based on your own health uh, you know s- circumstances to come in uh, uh, into um, you know our establishment and then we can kind of take it from there in, in a way that is you know measured uh, as well as safe now I mean you we talked a lot about for the guest side of things but let's from a, a
1: business owner standpoint I, I go of course I'm not looking for any legal, um, because obviously you're looking at it from your own particular business standpoint, but what are you doing uh, when it comes to your particular employees for safety's sake uh, in light of what's going on? And in particular, now that you're looking at, you know, when they do have a reopening, what type of, of safety measures are you taking with them?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So, um, you know, it starts with the CDC's website and then the guidance that comes from that. Um, and so they, the, the fever obviously is the, the, the most I don't know, important symptom or the one that is, you know, people are most aware of. Um, so it starts with, um, asking employees to, um, take their temperature before they come into, uh, to work. Um, We don't want to put anyone uh, in a position, them nor us, to uh, have someone come in to determine that they have a fever because at that point they're already on premises. So it starts there. Um, It starts with the face masks. Um, It really does help that we're not allowing guests to come into our premises right now. I think that gives everyone, myself included, a certain level of comfort. Um, I mean, we, we even just candidly tell people in the parking lot we do not have a public restroom available at this time um, we'll be happy to point to the gas station down the road, which does. Um, and so, you know, from a kitchen employee point of view, um, honestly, I don't know how much if you're having to work, uh, especially in a food service or service industry, I, I, it seems that, you know, as safe as, as we possibly can make it. Um, it helps that, you know, I'm there. I would not ask anyone to do something that I wouldn't do. Um, I've got a four month old son, so I'm very aware of, my own safety and his as a result um so you know we're not cavalier uh you know in any regard and then it goes into you know um the hygiene washing hands uh, on a frequent basis um you know maintaining social distance even you know amongst coworkers, um and all those little things add up to i think a um an outright sense or an outright um level of safety as well as just that that feeling of safety that's also important
1: And do you I mean, I know also that, you know, some of the the concerns that restaurateurs and and many uh, food service or customer facing even retail establishments have faced was the desire to provide their employees with face masks. At the same time, uh, the overall overall demand, if you will, for the PPE, if you will, has been causing an issue of supply. Uh, have you found that to be an issue with bringing on the right amount of face masks
0: and and gloves? No, at, for us specifically, uh, we were pretty upfront on that, and so we we ordered um, a fair number of face masks in advance, not knowing what the governor's um, order would say. Um, so we we got a uh, an inventory of those, but then he came out and said that the employees could provide their own face. Originally, they're different as we were looking at other states as they reopened. Which Mr. Dewine was going to go with it, um, he ultimately came down uh, allowing uh, employees to provide their own masks. Um, we have found that that works for everybody. Um, everybody uh, we have found, at least in our world, has their own face protection. Um, if wouldn't we, we still maintain that inventory, but it, we don't have to worry about um, you know them. You know, for, we have them as backup if if needed, but everyone just. Um, Already has their own that they're using to go to the grocery store and that sort of stuff, and they just make sure they bring them with them. So for our particular uh, circumstances, it, it's it's all worked out uh, fairly well.
1: So I'm going to ask you to to put your you know your forecasting you know cap on for a second, and just across the board, not just for your restaurant, but I, I think you know when you look at restaurants across the country, frankly, where do you see things going? As we reopen in the next three, six, maybe even 12 months down, how do things change? And is there a, a new sense of normalcy or we eventually get back to normal?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I take a much more conservative um, approach to the forecast and expectations. Um, I think it's going to be a long slog um, for the economy as a whole, um, but particular for hospitality, food service. Um, there are so many economic headwinds. Um, I mean, you've got the potential for the virus to mutate, to, to, to spike, to, to whatever, uh, from, you know, politicians um, doing what they need to do to, you know, um, orders, uh, that sort of stuff to the general public, not feeling comfortable. Um, I think it's going to be a long process. Um, adding to that, you know, people haven't gone to restaurants for a while, have new habits formed. Uh, people enjoying perhaps staying at home more than they thought they would otherwise. Um, so I think anyone who thinks that once we kind of get the green light from the, you know, whatever um, government body, you know, be it the governor's office, um, I think they should t- to pause that a little bit and, and forecast out beyond that because we just don't know where the demand is going to be. Um, and so I'm looking at more in the, like you said, more nine to 12 months um, to get back to that point.
1: And I guess the last question before I let you go would be talking to other restaurant, winery, even bar owners who are now looking ahead to whatever state they're in as a, each state you know, provides their reopening instructions and they get ready to once again reopen the doors what advice would you have for them as they begin to go through this process?
0: Yeah, run through hypotheticals and think think three or four steps ahead. Um, if then, if that, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, uh, knock on wood, we've, we've kind of been uh, one or two steps ahead of all this. And, you know, that delivery online sooner rather than later, it's allowed us to get gloves and, and face protection sooner rather than later. Um, and just look to other states that are moving faster, even if you're not in that state. To see what that model looks like. And because, you know, all these other governors are looking at each other, too. And so um, don't look to the more conservative ones. Look to the ones that are moving quicker. That doesn't mean that that's necessarily the right or the wrong answer. And your state might be moving at a different pace, but it at least gives you a sense of what to expect and the challenges that those entities within that kind of faster moving jurisdiction are facing. And so read the news, check the CDC website, you know, watch your uh, governor's uh, press conferences as much as possible. Um, Watch them yourself versus, if possible, versus uh, try to read a news report afterward, because, you know, unfortunately, the way the, the media might report something might be very different from what's actually said. Very wise statements, man. Very wise. If people want
1: to get a hold of you, what's the best um, way to reach
0: the reach uh, The best way to reach me is I monitor it, as well as if I don't have a chance to look at it. Um, other uh, managers do. It would be um, info, I-N-F-O, at highandlowwinery.com. That's all spelled out. H-I-G-H-A-N-D-L-O-W, then another W-W-I-N-E-R-Y, com.
1: Wonderful. Matt, it was great talking to you invaluable information. I think it's something that both, uh, you know, those who are in restaurant employees, managers, owners, and those throughout the industry can take advantage yes, of. Thank you so Chris, much. Uh, always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the hospitality one-to-one podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for more stories and conversations with the best in the hospitality industry.